This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back into In the Huddle, everybody. Carl Dukes along with Brian Baldinger, Jason Lockham Four. And guys, this might be the best weekend of football we've seen yet. I mean, looking at the matchups, Baldy, yeah. I'm kind of excited about what I'm going to get a chance to see on Sunday as we look ahead to what we're going to take, uh, what's going to take place on Sunday. And I want to start with the Cowboys Eagles game. Eagles, last unbeaten team in the NFL, and everybody's on, you know, on board. They're talking about how good the Eagles are, how well Jalen's playing. And here come the Cowboys and that front seven and that defense that's getting after everybody. Cowboys come in four and one. They're giving up, guys, uh, 14 points a game. All right. Eagles are scoring on average about 27 a game. Baldy, what do you see here? Because I think this is one of the most intriguing games of the weekend. Well, I agree with you, Carl. And so, you know, I, I'm, I'm here at NFL Films in South Jersey. Um, I, I see a lot of the guys on a pretty weekly basis. Um, they're, they're, I mean, they're, they're not downplaying this game at all. I mean, this is, this is, looks to be a playoff matchup right now. All the things you said are true. You know, uh, matchups make good fights. This is so. What you've seen from Dallas over the four-game win streak, Carl, 18 sacks, 43 quarterback hits. You've seen Burrow laid out. You've seen Carson Wentz laid out. We just saw Matt Stafford laid out on the ground in the fourth quarter. I mean, they've gotten after it. And what's interesting about last week's game against the Rams is, I mean, they never blitzed, Carl. They just came with four. You know, and we all know Micah and Tank, and but Dorrance Armstrong and, you know, and Dante Fowler and, you know, Odigazua. I mean, they're all getting after it. So the difference is, and then really, they have to do that, Carl. Right. Uh, they they have to do that because what no team has been able to do to Jalen Hurts so far is really force him into any turnovers. He's got two interceptions. One was a tip ball, no fumbles. They have not forced him into any mistakes. And when there has been pressure, quick pressure, he's just elusive, you know, and he makes he's made really smart, good decisions. When to run, when to run and throw, when to take off all that stuff. And he's got all the weapons that you need to have a good offense. So that's really the game is can, because I, I believe that 
Dallas's run game, you know, looked good against the Rams. I, the Eagles have an answer for that. They they brought it up. They brought it out last week against the Cardinals. They they played a five-one diamond defense. Uh, Jordan Davis was on the center for 29 snaps. Mm. Fletcher and Javon Hargrave, I mean, they were all up front. They just they didn't get pushed around. T.J. Edwards, the middle linebacker, they they kind of protect him, let him just flow, go make the tackle. They've got an answer to the run game. So that's to me is this game swings on whether that pressure package of the Cowboys can really affect uh, Jalen Hurts like none of the five teams that he's played so far has been able to do. And I think it kind of comes down to that on Sunday night. Let's talk about Cooper Rush, though, right? I think they're going to stay the course. They're going to let Dak maybe rest another week, make sure he's 100%. Baldy, this is the way I'm looking at this. You tell me if I'm wrong on this. If you're Mike McCarthy and you don't play Dak and you lose Sunday, you come back and say, well, we didn't have Dak. We'll see him later in the season, right? If you win with Cooper Rush and you give Dak that additional time, you say, hey, we were rolling. Rush has not made mistakes. I'm not saying he needs an out, but it sort of gives him one if the Cowboys don't play well. Now, I know he's not thinking about it that way, but but where are you at with the Rush starting Dak versus Rush thing? Well, I don't think Dak is ready. I mean, I, I mean I've watched him throw the ball with his left hand in <laughs> practice this week, Carl. You know, I mean, I don't think he's ready. And so I, if he was ready, they, they'd have him out there. I, I just don't think that, um, you know, if the thumb was on the other you know, the left hand, the issue. I mean, this is his throwing hand. Like, they just can't put him out there. I don't think he's ready. I don't think he's strong enough. And, and look, Cooper's played really well. He's mistake-free football, Carl. He's got no interceptions, no fumbles. Right. Uh, they didn't ask him to do a whole lot against the Rams. But, you know, because defensively they're playing so well, you're not trying to, you know, throw the ball down the field. You're not trying – but he's done within the system. And I'll say this, that they have built game plans for Cooper Rush different than they do for Dak. I mean, it's all about protection first. There's two tight ends, half-field reads. I mean, if, I'm not saying that he can't handle a full package, but there's no need for it. And so because the defense played so well, they have not put him in harm's way. Now, he's going to see a different pressure from the Eagles. Um, their front is really good. Hassan's playing really well right now. We'll see how they hold up. Uh, the rookie tackle, Tyler Smith, played really well against the Rams. Uh, we'll, we'll see how he does, you know, this week with – some of the guys he's going to see. So I think that Cooper, you know, is is capable of winning this game. He's totally capable, especially if they get a couple turnovers in short fields and that kind of stuff. Uh, it'll look like a good NFC East matchup, old school, uh, Carl, you know, the way we used to kind of see yeah. this. Because these two teams, I think, are playoff teams, the way they're playing right now when Dak gets back. And, and I think Dallas has a defense that's built for the postseason. Um, we'll see. Like I, you know, Tony Pollard, you know, had the big run last week. That's kind of what they needed, and he's capable of doing that. But uh, right now, I think Philly is just a better all-around team. And unless they can force Jalen into some mistakes, which I don't see him making, he's just too poised right back there right now. Unless they can do that, then I think that you know this is Philly's game. All right, let's talk about Micah Parsons before we move on because people are starting to make those comparisons. I saw LT. I've not seen LT since LT left the NFL, okay? But when you start making those comparisons about Lawrence Taylor coming off the edge with Parsons, I'm like, slow your roll. Um, I love the kid. I think he's talented, but I'm not ready to go there yet. He does have six sacks in five games. What are you seeing with Michael Parsons, and how is Dan Quinn using him 
to let him get off the way he is right now? Well, I mean, they're, they're, depending on the game and depending on who they're playing, they play him in a variety of ways. Last week, he, you know, he, he didn't play the full game. Uh, he's got a groin issue, so he was off the field here and there. But I don't want to make any comparisons, LT. It's a completely different game. Uh, let, let Micah, you know, become Micah. He's got 19 sacks and 20 starts right now. I mean, it's rare. Nobody really has done anything like that. Um, he, he's off the ball inside linebacker. We haven't really seen him blitz the middle this year much where he can really get one-on-one with the back. That's what Dan Quinn did to him a couple times last year where they really got him isolated and the back had to step up and no back last year was able to stop him from getting to the quarterback. You might see some of that this week where I don't think Miles Sanders or whoever's back there, he can block you know, him. Well, like I, they, they, Kenneth Gainwell, that, like, those guys aren't capable of uh, stopping this hungry line from getting to Jalen Hurts. Um, so there's a, ways, a lot of ways they could deploy him this week, Carl. Like last week, last year, they tried to run some read options, you know, to, to, to Michael Parsons. Like he's just too fast. Right. He can't turn a corner on. He could play the dive and get to the quarterback. So it is that kind of closing speed. Uh, you know, he's he's just has rare closing speed like nobody else off the edge right now, which which helps him. So he can run and chase with the best of them. Um, his ability to get the ball out of the quarterback's hands is as good as anybody in the business right now. And he's got he's got all the array of moves. He's got a he's got a dip and rip. He's got a ghost move. He's got a spin. Mm. He's got speed to power. Like he's got rare moves for a guy that really didn't play on the edge of Penn State. So I think you'll see him in a, in a lot of different places, left side, right side. I would, if I was them. And uh, they were going to start Jack Driscoll at left tackle, which looks like he's going to start left tackle. I mean, I'd have Mike over him. And, like, I think Lane Johnson is as good as there is in his business. They hadn't been, he hadn't given up a sack in two years. Um, he's as good as anybody. So, like, I'd like to see Mike against Lane just, just to see. But <laughs> I, if I was the Cowboys and I wanted the best matchup, I'd play him over the left tackle. And so I think you'll see Micah over there probably more than the other side. Brian Baldinger, Carl Dukes, it's in the huddle, guys. Subscribe. Make sure you get every episode. We put them out Tuesdays, Thursdays. We preview the games going into the weekend. Baldy's here, and we're talking about uh, a bunch of games that I think are going to be great on Sunday. Ravens-Giants. Giants coming off this big win in London, right? And and, and nobody really gave them a chance against Green Mm -hmm. Bay. And then, you know, you look at the standings now. They're 4-1. They're running the ball. They're averaging about 179 yards a game, Baldy. Okay, so what is Brian Dable doing with this offense that's allowing them to have t- success right now? You know what it is, Carl? It, it really goes back to what is what is coaching? Coaching is, all right, I'll give you what I got. Make the best of it. Like, he's taking the best of what he's got, which isn't much. <laughs> and so, like, you know, he comes from Buffalo, Josh Allen, four wide receivers. You know, it's it's the air raid. No, he doesn't do any of that because you know, they don't have that kind of personnel. So he's got one legitimate you know, uh, blue chip player, and that's Saquon. And so last week we saw Saquon in a, in a wildcat. Saquon a wildcat with an unbalanced line running the other way from the unbalanced line where Green Bay didn't line up properly. We're seeing Saquon at wide receiver to stack formation running shallow crosses. We're seeing Daniel Jones as a really a dual threat quarterback using, you know, design runs and then some scrambles, which has helped him. They had Darius Slayton last week, which had one catch in the first four games, have a big game last week and, and 
use that Auburn speed that he likes to call, um, you know, in a couple situations. So he did that uh, offensively. And they were awful in the first half, but they made some of these, you know, two 40-yard-plus plays by Saquon in the second half, which flipped field and got him in a scoring position. They ran a double reverse to the rookie tight end, Daniel Bellinger, for a touchdown to score. You know, so they, they found different ways, um, you know, to kind of – and then defensively, they shut the Packers out. And I don't know what Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur were thinking exactly because they dinked and dunked against them the whole first half to 20 points. And they were in total control of the game. And then the second half, they said either they got greedy or they said, these guys, Justin Lane and, you know, some of these guys, they can't cover. Let's let's attack them. And they went down the field and they couldn't get one deep shot on them. And so they ended up on the, you know, the six-yard line. They go tie the game up. And Wink sent these pressure packages at him, and they didn't convert. So Wink's doing a great job with guys that nobody knows because five of them weren't on the roster at, on Labor Day, and here they are playing a significant role. So they're uh, they're they're just doing – they're making the best of what they have. And they will give the Ravens problems because nobody knows Lamar better than Wink Martindale. Nobody knows mm. his habits. Nobody knows the offense. Nobody knows the running game better than him. And so if I'm Wink, I'm saying, okay, in the passing game, the ball's going to Mark Andrews. So what are we going to do to Mark? Are we going to put Kayvon Thibodeau over the top of him, not let him get off? Maybe. Jihan Ward, like just stone him at the line of scrimmage, take a guy and not let him get going. Uh, and they're throwing to Devin Duvernay, who I don't think they fear, but he's been a good player for. Him. And then the run game, the X factor is really Lamar, Carl. Like you, you could design all the stuff you want. You know, you could have the spy. You could do all the stuff. Like he's, he's just – a better athlete than all that stuff. Right. And he's just got instincts like that can beat anything that you want to do to him. So it, I think it's going to be a really close game. I think it's going to be a good game and a close game. The, the Ravens are a good team. JPP really made a difference last week. Like he's helped the pass rush. Um, they're not breaking down in the back end like they did in their two losses. Um, you know, so they held Cincinnati 17 points and they, they, they did something. This is not Cincinnati, but, like they said, Joe Burrow's not throwing the ball overhead. They played a cover two defense. You know, Chuck Clark and Marcus Williams, they, they played 15 yards deep. And they said, if you if you want to run in against us, oh, we'll give up those seven, eight, nine-yard runs, which they did on first down. But you're not beating us deep. And so Jamar Chase had seven catches for 50 yards. It's smart football. It is. You know, like run us out of it. Make us get out of this. And they didn't get out of it. And so they kept Cincinnati 17 points. They beat him on a Justin Tucker field goal. You know, the interesting thing about what you're saying with uh, Saquon, uh, Baldy, it reminds me of like high school. You remember the kid that was better than everybody else? And yeah. he played both sides. And yeah. he would play receiver. He'd play slot. He'd play running back. And then if they really needed a, a touchdown, the kid played quarterback, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, I played guys like that. And yeah. it's like, that's yeah. what I think about with Saquon. Right. Dable is using him like he's the high school stud. And, hey, wherever I need him, I'm going to put him out there and he's going to make a player. I'm going to find a way to get him the ball. I, I love your analogy because that's what I was thinking last week when I watched the game. I said, yeah. damn, Saquon's – he's touching it in so many different ways. And, you know, we, you know, I was up at training camp, and that's kind of what Brian said. You know, we got to use Saquon. <laughs> when you're talking to Saquon, he said the same thing. But it's one thing, you know, kind of talking about it in training camp. And it's another thing where it's actually – you know, you go to London and you're playing a really talented team and it's working against, a, you know, they've got seven number one draft picks on that defense call. Yeah, right. Like they're a talented defense. And 
you know, it they they you know, and they got rookies out there all over the place. Like it's working. It's it's really I, I think Brian is like easily the coach of the year thus far, you know, for whatever that's worth in middle of October. But you know, this is what coaching should be. Like he he could have easily said, We're gonna run this system I ran in Buffalo. Well, you know, Brian's been to Alabama, he's been in New England, he's been all over. He's just taking what he's gleaned from all these places and he's putting these game plans together. Now, it's one thing to put a different game plan in every week, Carl. It's another thing to execute it. Because you know, that takes okay, somebody's got to pay attention, you got to study, walkthroughs are important, practice is important. Like they're they're listening. That's the other thing, is they're right. listening to him. His voice, these guys are believing, and that's that's a great that's a great thing. I, I like the hire. I said it before with the Giants and Shane, Joe Shane yep. coming in there. I think they're going to turn that thing around. I think they're winning right now. And, and if you take them lightly, I agree. I think this is going to be a closer game than people think. Ravens-Giants uh, on Sunday. It's Dukes. Uh, Carl Dukes along with Brian Baldinger. Casey Buffalo may be a preview, right, of, of what we saw last year in the AFC, AFC Championship game. I've said all along, going into the season, Baldy, Buffalo wants to get that game in Buffalo, right? <laughs> if they get the Chiefs in Buffalo yes. for AFC championship game, I think it's a wrap. I think it's a different deal. But we get two four and one teams. This is obviously a huge game early in the season. Buffalo remembers how they lost to the playoffs last year. But forget all of that stuff. Let's talk about what these two most dynamic quarterbacks are doing right now in Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes was incredible the other night. I mean, I just I'm always amazed at what he's able to pull off, but I'm like, damn, this kid is so good. He he reads defenses so quickly. And then I see Josh Allen, and, you know, you look at the Bills, 450 yards a game? Well, we're talking about the two best players in the league. I mean, I, I don't care what how you want to rank. I mean, they're the two best players in the league right now. And this is going to be what, – what the NFL is going to do is this is the next Brady-Manning matchup. They're, they're going to play every year, Carl. They're going to make sure that there's they're in Buffalo, or they're in London, they're in Kansas City. They're going to put these two teams front and center. And really, like, let's just go uh, to the Pittsburgh game last week. So, you know, third third play of the game, Buffalo is backed up on the two-yard line, and they throw a 98-yard pass to Gabriel Davis. Like, they never, from the third play, Carl, they never stopped attacking. And it was interesting because there was a point when it was a 10-3 game, a little bit of a game, and, again, you know, Josh Allen throws this ball to Gabriel Davis in the end zone. He's being covered by former Bill, uh, Levi Wallace. And Wallace intercepts him in the end zone. And you think, wow, like that was a great play. And did you have to force it? You know, because a little bit, the next play they get the ball back, 62-yard touchdown to Gabriel Davis against Levi. They never stopped to talk, attacking. And then you watch him during a phase of the game where they've got this rookie, Khalil Shakur, out of Boise State. and there's a play like second and 10, and there's a check down over the middle. You could take the Devin Singletary, whoever, to, you know, to uh, pick a guy. And he refuses the check down because that's what most coaches would say. Just take the check down. Take, Easy, you know, right. Get to third and five. And he takes this shot down the middle of the field into triple coverage to Shakir, and he catches it for 20-something yards. And it just said to me that maybe that game last year, Carl, in the playoffs, Maybe it resonates with the way Josh is playing. Because maybe he says, I'm never going to let this thing come down to 13 seconds again. I'm going to I'm gonna finish this game before there's 13 seconds left. And I'm not going to give anybody a chance. And I kind of feel like they wiped Pittsburgh up, 38-3. I 
Heck, you know, it felt like a college game, Carl, where they just took the starters out. You know, and just <laughs> it like, did. let the other guy finish. You know, and so, and that's Pittsburgh. That's a pride. You know, there's there's some big names on that side. Of, and I kind of feel that's what Buffalo is going to do in this game. We saw Devontae Adams, like, go deep and get up to a 17 nothing lead on Kansas City. And we saw defensive pass interferences. You know, like, every time they went deep to Devontae, like, something good happened. And I feel like, Carl, like, Josh is looking at the same thing going, we're going to do the same thing that the Raiders did. We're just going to do it, like, right. nonstop. Right. And we got the players to do it. So, I think that's kind of what they – and Kansas City can't really play that style. Mahomes can dink and dunk with the best. He can find Travis Kelsey anywhere on the field. He can find, you know, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. And But I, I think Buffalo is going in there to just, like, go bombs away and just attack them every chance they get. Now, can the pressure get to Josh Allen? Can, you know, Steve Spagnola got his cover three thing up here. He's covered three, like, <laughs> on my whiteboard over here. Like, can, can you know, they draw pressures to get to him and affect him before he takes these shots. Like, I think that's kind of where it is right now. 